Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and we are talking about love. It is February and Valentine's Day is coming at you. And you know what? We just decided we got to talk about love. So we're going to do that. And we are really focusing in on God's love and the significance of the love that he has for us all month long. The verse that we're memorizing and dwelling on together is 1 John 4, 16, which says this, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. It is such a good verse, and I am so excited to have joining us today Deborah Folletta. And if you don't know Deborah, you should. She has written some really awesome books, and she is a professional counselor, and she has a a book out actually called Married Sex that she wrote with Gary Thomas, um, talking all about intimacy in in our married relationships. But she also has another book out um, called Are You Really Okay? Those are her two most recent books. And I love the premise of this book. I haven't read it yet, but it's just asking us to really dig deep and ask ourselves some hard questions, uh, you know, getting to the root about what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about other people and God and and really asking us ourselves that question, are you really okay? Um, so she is our resident expert in relationships and in all things love related. So we are so happy to have you on with us. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And so this episode, we just some of some of our listeners probably know who you are and some of them don't. So I would love to just hear a little bit about who you are and your life and your purpose and your passion and try to just get to know you. And then in our next couple episodes, we're really going to dig into that verse um, talking about God's love and the love that that he has for us. But who are you? Tell us what you what you do. Yeah, well, in my real life, I am a <laughs> mom of four kids. My oldest is 11 and my youngest is 1. My husband and I have been married for almost 15 years. And I work as a licensed counselor seeing clients and um, really just focusing in on the message that healthy people make healthy relationships. And so my entire ministry, uh, the relationship advice blog, the podcast, the books, all kind of center around that theme. Awesome. So if you guys want to know more about Deborah and what she does, um, we're going to have links to all of those things on this episode and in the coming episodes. So if she really speaks to you or if there's something you want to find out more about, then you can go and find out those things on her website or um, find her books and those sorts of things. So we'll have those all posted in our show notes. So that's what you do. But why? what is it that drew you um to helping people figure out relationships. Yeah. What was it that just kind of like spoke to you or how did you get to the place where you are now? I think we learned some of our best lessons when we do things the wrong way. And (laughs) so for me, I I look back at um, even just the season when I was in college and dating Mm -hmm. and 
dating the wrong guy for far too long and, you know, really coming to terms with why I was in a relationship that didn't match me for far too long. And, and, and eventually coming to the realization that it, it wasn't about him. It was about me not knowing who I was. And when you don't know who you are, you don't really recognize the kind of person that matches your life from the kind of person who doesn't match your life. And so I went on a journey after that breakup of really figuring out who I was standing alone. What does it look like to really understand my identity standing alone? And, and then when I understood who I was, it was much easier to recognize who would fit into my life. And so a few years later, I met my husband and we had such a beautiful journey of dating and um, engagement and marriage that has just been so healthy, you know, hmm. and I feel like I can speak from a place of, of gratitude and, and, and say that my journey of becoming healthy is what influenced my ability to engage in a healthy relationship. And so I've become really passionate about that subject and, and wanting people to take ownership of their own health and how that overflows into their relationships. Hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so if you were going to say, you know, your day in, day out, you're, you're spending a lot of time counseling people, you're also writing, you have a podcast. What is most exciting to you about what you get to do? Really, I love watching people engage in the process of healing and change. And just seeing how new information changes the way that we do things. I mean, it's so beautiful to me to work with clients and even just on social media and through through my books and podcasts, watching people who have a default tendency. We default to doing things the way we've learned to do them. We default to what's familiar. We default to the pain of our past. But then all of a sudden, getting new information about who we are in Christ, new information about how our past was meant to impact us, new information about our identity, about you know what a healthy relationship looks like or doesn't look like, and then watching people integrate that into their life and watching them right. become healthy layer by layer and begin to do things in a different way, I think it's the greatest privilege to get to walk with people through this journey of becoming healthy. I think that's so exciting. Um, you know, it's it's funny how sometimes we look at our faith in a very um, heady kind of intellectual way. Yeah. And we're missing the connecting points of how is this impacting our lives and how is this going to bring about you know, change and transformation. So I, I mean, I think that's awesome that you get to see people actually make those connections between something that, um, between a book yeah. and words on a page yeah. and actually living that out. I think that's super exciting. And I can, I can't imagine, or I can't imagine how, how that would be fun, um, to see happen. Uh, my husband is in full-time ministry as a pastor. And similarly, when you see people make those connections it's so exciting yeah. when all of a sudden it becomes something that was at, at one point, I wouldn't say dead to them, but just wasn't, it wasn't alive. Yeah. 
And all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, this actually makes sense. And it's something that can change my life and, and the trajectory of my life and the people that are, you know, I'm impacting my, my roommate or my kid or my friend at work or whatever. And just to see people sort of have those, mo- those aha moments is just, it's, you know, it's what ministry is all about. I for think sure. in some ways. And, and yeah. what's really exciting for me is that it's, truly biblical. I mean, this is what God wants us to do. And one of the verses that has really just kind of stood out to me in this specific season, when, when the disciples ask Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he says to them, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and he could have just said, love the Lord, your God. But he didn't Mm -hmm. stop there. He broke it into four quadrants, heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so for me, when I look at health, I think Jesus was so deliberate in those four portions. Heart represents our emotional health, soul, our spiritual health, mind, our mental health, strength, our physical health. And I think as the church, sometimes we tend to fixate on the spiritual health and neglect mm-hmm. all the other things, neglect, neglect the wounds from our past, neglect our mental health, our emotional health. But, but when I look at scripture, I really believe it reflects this holistic version of just aligning who God has made us to be and, and loving him with all of those areas of our life. That is awesome. I love that. And, you know, it's funny because that next commandment that he gives is to love others, right. you know, as we love ourselves. And the order of that is so important. For sure. For sure. Like if we're, if we're not doing it in the right order, if we're not, you know, finding our, um, our purpose and our joy in loving God with all of ourselves, then it's impossible to love other people rightly. Exactly. You know? it, it is fascinating when you, when you look at it because it starts with loving God, but then there's also a command to love your neighbor as yourself. So your yourself is a part of that equation too. And so taking all of these principles and putting them together, healthy people make healthy relationships. So that's kind of where we start. I love that. And you know, it's funny because I feel like um, there are all these moments when science sort of bears out what scripture has already told us. Yes. And I just feel like that is so true. You know, you hear you don't have to go to the Bible to hear somebody say that this is these are important things. You've got to take care of yourself and be a healthy person before you can really love other people and do a good job at it. And yet the Bible has been telling us this for you know thousands of years. No, we're finally <laughs> catching up. I always joke that we as therapists come up with all these great names for things like cognitive behavioral therapy. It's in scripture, you know, renew your mind, <laughs> says Romans. Like, like right. God thought of this long ago. He knows what makes us work. He knows how to help us engage with being Mm -hmm. healthy people and engaging in healthy community. We just have to go back and, and trust that it's there and trust that he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, so you talk a lot about relationships, obviously that is, that's the main thrust of your ministry. How important is it for us to to take time and focus in on this. Like, I think sometimes we get so bogged down with our to-do list or our, you know, oh, I just don't have time for this or that. But what would you say to somebody who says, you know, I'm doing okay. I may not have a whole lot of friends and I may not, you know, this or that with relationships, but I'm all right. 
what would you say to that person and somebody who's listening who who maybe doesn't feel like they have a strong friend yeah. or maybe is coming from a place of hurt and brokenness in relationships and doesn't really want to go there? Yeah. You know, I think that our ability to love and be loved is a really good gauge of our spiritual health. You know, the mm-hmm. Bible talks about the fact that, you know, love is what sets us apart. Love is what identifies us as believers. And so our ability to engage in the giving and receiving of love is a really strong indicator of our spiritual Mm. health. And -hmm. I don't think we always see it that way. I think we focus on other markers of spiritual health. How much am I reading my Bible? How much am I praying? How often do I go to church without really kind of focusing on how good am I at the giving and receiving of love. And I think for a lot of people, we avoid relationships because it's easier. We avoid them because we have hurts from our past or, or places where people have wounded us. And maybe we're, we're not, we're not sure if we can trust. So, so there's a lot of wounds there. There's a lot of brokenness there, but I Mm -hmm. think at our living our best means that we engage in these relationships by the giving and receiving of love. And we honor God when we do that. Amen. I think that, I think that is hard and you're right. I think sometimes we're, we easily will push kind of those things under the rug, like, oh, they're not that important or, you know, I've got, I've got too much on my plate or whatever it is. Um, when in reality, you're right. Like that is an important indicator. Um, I love how you said that of, of how we're doing spiritually. So one last question before we wrap up this episode. Um, so our one of our most foundational relationships is the one that we have with God. How does knowing his love impact us and impact that the relationships that we're able to have with other people? You know, I think we learn how to love based on how love was communicated to us. Mm-hmm. And for many of us, that's not um, rooted in healthy places. You know, maybe we've mm-hmm. learned about love based on the things we've experienced in our family or ex-boyfriends or, you know, people who've hurt us. And and so when we adapt that kind of love into our life, um, it comes with parameters, it comes with fears, it comes with a lack of trust And so I think we've got to redefine our perspective of love and and being able to receive that love from God that fills us up so that we can then overflow that kind of love into others. That's a really important um, aspect of being able to love others well is allowing God's love to kind of overflow into our lives and then onto the people that he's placed around us. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that our verse says that really talks about that concept, um, it says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. That idea of us knowing God's love and relying on that as being sort of a foundation point for us, for us to be able to then love other people. And I'm hopeful that in our next episode and in the the next two episodes that we'll be able to really dive into those concepts um, and talk about what does it mean to rely on God's love? How do we know God's love? Um, So I'm excited to have you here with us, Deborah. Thank you for sharing your insight and um, both your biblical insight and also like your counseling insight with us. I feel like counselors are some of the most 
practical theologians that we have um, in our society. And I love getting to kind of pick your brain over this verse and how do we practically apply this to our lives. So that's what we're going to be talking about in the next two episodes. Again, thank you so much, Deborah, for joining us today and uh, join us again next week. And you'll hear more from Deborah about what it means to rely and know God's love. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.